Hi. So in this video, I am going to define dharma as given by the Manu Smriti. So this video uh, is going to be specifically only about one particular verse in the Manu Smriti because there can be many ways of defining dharma based on a lot of the scriptural texts. I found this verse to be very very relevant and I thought that uh, it would be really useful to share this with everyone because a lot of times we feel confused about what we are doing is dharmic or not dharmic or uh, what is our responsibility in a particular situation. So um, there's one thing before I share the verse which I wanted to explain that as per Hinduism dharma and adharma is not related only to action of course there is going to be some action but it is the context of the action also which is extremely important so it is not just the actions it is it's not just uh, an action like teaching someone or it is not just the action like you know doing something in the material world it is the context of that action also which really matters. Are you doing that to good to somebody or are you doing that to damage somebody's reputation? Are you doing that to hurt someone? So that context is sometimes very subtle and sometimes um, something which people miss. It is something which people forget to even check. People a lot of times just go from a checklist that oh this is good this is bad this is right this is wrong whereas that is not how dharma is understood in hinduism that is a very simplistic way of looking at things that's almost like a capitalistic way of looking at things and that is not at all how dharma is defined in hinduism so to really understand what is dharma it's a little bit of a subtle thing and that is why I wanted to explain the context aspect of it because unless you really really understand that the context is important not just the action you will start doing actions which are incomplete which you will only superficially be doing so just superficially doing some action uh, which societally is considered to be good is not dharma if you're doing it to feel less guilty about something if you're doing it for your own ego inflation that is not dharma and that is where the context comes in so i'll go directly into the verse now and then i'll explain it a little bit more so this is from the manusmriti it's the verse goes as tritihi shama damostayam shocham indriya nigraha dhirvidya satyam krodho dashakam dharma lakshanam Dhritihi, Kshama, Dhamma, Asteyam, Shaucham, Indriyaha, Nigraha. Dhir, Dhi itself is a word, Vidya, Satya, Akrodho, Dashakam, Dharma, Lakshanam. Now this is the 6th chapter, 92nd verse. Now I'll give the meaning of each of these. These are this is basically what the verse says is I'll read out the translation. Patience, forgiveness, mastery over the mind, non-stealing, purification, inner and outer, mastery over the senses, internalizing and introspection, 
knowledge, truth, no anger. These are the 10 signs of dharma. I'll speak a little bit on each of these words just to give the correct context of what it really means as per this verse. So, dhritihi is the first word and it is not a coincidence. It's, it's what I felt. It's not a coincidence that um, dhritihi is mentioned as the first word in this verse. Patience. Now, the first thing is patience. A lot of times when we are trying to practice dharma, dealing with a lot of people, dealing with a lot of ups and downs, dealing with a lot of difficulties, patience is what we run out of a lot of times. And patience is given as the first quality, as the first attribute, as the first requirement of dharma. If you don't have patience with yourself, with situations around you, with people around you, you will not be able to live dharma. Patience in every aspect, in implementation, in um, holding the right ideas about what you're doing. Patience in everything, literally. So, patience is what is given as the first quality of dharma itself. It's not just a societally good quality or something you do outside. It is something you would feel inside. Patience, having that patience inside. Shama is forgiveness. So a lot of times people understand that forgiveness is only in the context of other people. You forgive other people. Whereas a lot of times the reason why we are not able to forgive others is because we are not able to forgive ourselves. And a lot of times this is something which people forget or they don't remember in a certain situation. The more and more we develop the ability to forgive ourselves, more and more we find that part in us which is able to forgive us, others it's uh, it's either it's not an either or it's not that you can only forgive yourself and not the other person no the more you develop forgiveness towards yourself automatically it will be easier for you to develop forgiveness towards other people so forgiveness a lot of times people think from the uh, from the angle of you know like you are greater the other person is lesser no it's nothing like that Forgiveness basically means that whatever the other person has done for which you were carrying some grudge or some anger or something, that stopped mattering to you. It's no longer a factor in your life. It's no longer affecting your ideas about you, about your life, about your future plans. That is forgiveness. When that you no longer hold a grudge against that person where it's immaterial. It's not like you will suddenly be going and hugging the person. That's not what it means. It just means that any action, any um, behavior, anything by anyone else is no longer impacting your life. And you're not carrying any ill feeling towards that person. So that is forgiveness. Um, mastery over the mind. Now this is really, really important because a lot of times we may have all the knowledge, we may have all the understandings, we may have all the right intentions. But our mind starts playing tricks and we start developing a lot of doubt, a lot of questions when the moment comes, when the main crucial moment comes. Just why mastery over the mind is really, really important. Your clarity of thought is really important. If you don't have any clarity, more and more your mind will be wavering and you may not be able to really have mastery over your mind. 
non stealing is not just in terms of objects or uh, in terms of you know directly physically stealing things non stealing is a quality where you don't even want to steal anything somebody is attached to so if some it's it can be even in the context of people even in the in the context of ideas so you don't even you don't steal others ideas you don't do you don't take anything to which anyone else has any attachment that is non stealing that is asteya Uh, purification is both inner and outer so when we say shauch in sanskrit the meaning is two uh, twofold it's not just physical cleanliness it's not just uh, you know physically cleaning yourself of course that is also important and i'm talking about yogic kriyas which uh, you know make sure that physical cleanliness happens because the more and more toxins you accumulate in your body the more and more your body will not be tuned to the cosmic truths which is why physical cleanliness is also important but also inner cleanliness the more and more you clean your own self of negative emotions of life negative cognitions of uh, ill feeling towards people towards uh, you know situations towards yourself the more and more you clean yourself from that the more and more you will be in short um mastery over the senses indriya nigraha mastery over the senses is um something which people forget actually a lot of times we have uh, we are very really, completely convinced about what we are doing but in a certain situation you get so carried away by what you see or so carried away by what you hear are just so carried away by you know some other sense perception that you forget what was your real intention what was the truth what was the purpose for which you were doing something and in that uh, moment you actually lose being in dharma so that is why mastery over the senses is important that you don't let any sense perception influence your integrity to your dharma the next is um dhi which is a very important word i researched a lot on this word and what it means so my final conclusion was that it means internalizing and introspection there were there are many other similar words in sanskrit but i'm pretty sure that the word dhi itself was used because it has a much deeper much subtler meaning than just uh, you know than just learning or than just um, contemplation now introspection is when you sit with yourself whatever may be happening in the life around you whatever people may be saying doing not doing good bad ugly you focus on yourself you don't focus on other people your uh, awareness is on yourself bringing your awareness inside you on yourself that is what i define as dhi and internalizing so sitting with the truth and trying to figure out where you missed aligning yourself with the truth because the more and more you start being with yourself you start introspecting more and more of other attributes start manifesting in you so this is one more thing i realized more i you know the more i internalized on this verse that 
each attribute each quality mentioned in this verse is actually uh, you know superimposing with others the more you do one the more you will be able to do others for example the more you do shots the easier it will be for you to have dhamma or mastery over the mind the more and more um, you know you are having patience dhriti the easier it will be for you to be in shama forgiveness so there is a certain connection there is a certain virtuous cycle which happens with all of these qualities so mastery over the senses internalizing and introspection the next is knowledge now this is a very important word because a lot of times people think knowledge is the same as information so just accumulating information was not considered as knowledge in the vedic tradition now here uh, when they say vidya vidya is actually um, not even exactly knowledge but vidya is implies more of learning you know you should constantly be in the mode of learning so whenever whatever is happening around you in life you are constantly in the mode of learning absorbing and um, imbibing knowledge i think imbibing is the right word imbibing knowledge so it's not only knowledge from books or from you know like today we have the internet but it's not just that bookish knowledge it's that experiential knowledge which i think uh, is being spoken about here the next uh, one is truth now truth i think means two things here one is the cosmic truth which is of course you know tattvam asi shivoham aham brahmasmi which is that you are divine you are god remembering more and more that you are divine and acting from that context that truth should become you basically so that is the primary meaning of the word truth here and the second is also practicing truth practicing speaking the truth so if you it it's not um, you know it's not it just does not work when you want to live these high uh, values and these high qualities but in your day to day life if you, if you're lying if you're cheating if you just spontaneously lie to somebody or you purposely lie to people around you that does not work you cannot live the higher truth you cannot be in dharma if in your day to day life you are lying so uh obviously it is uh you know a, a self contradiction if you want to think you are divine or if you want to go be more and more in the space of being divine and you think it is okay to lie in your everyday life it doesn't work like that in life cosmic uh, perspective there is there is no such hypocrisy so truth means that and no anger so the verse does not say controlling your anger mind you it just says a krodha a means there is no krodh you don't have any anger so even when you are implementing dharma when you are doing something for dharma you are not acting from the space of anger which is very very important a lot of times especially in recent times most of the times um, people do things for dharma but they forget that anger is not a part of dharma so uh, if you remember um, even in bhagavad gita i always want to come back to this example but i wanted to wait till i finish all the 10 qualities described 
In Bhagavad Gita, of course, uh, Bhagavan Sri Krishna describes all of these to Arjun and he makes sure that Arjun is not in that space of violence or anger before he wages the war because Mahabharat was a dharma yudh. So you cannot fight a dharma yudh if you are not living dharma. So anger is not a part of dharma and it is not that you control your anger. It is not that you try to suppress your anger. No, when you naturally don't have any anger on the other person, that is what is meant by akrodha. He is not saying anything like nishkrodha. He is, he is, it's, there are many other possible conjugations, but he is not used any of those conjugations. Akrodha simply means not having anger. So, uh, the more and more you practice, I, I personally feel like that word akrodha was mentioned last. Because when you practice all the other nine, it will automatically become more and more easy for you to be in the space of no anger. You will automatically lose your anger the more you live with all the other nine qualities. So it is sort of like the first nine should lead you to the space of no anger. If you are still having anger, you have probably missed some of the previous qualities. So... And when you, you remember the truth that you know you are divine, it also means that all that exists is divine. Everything is divine. You are the existence and existence is you. So when you think more and more about your life, about what you're doing, your actions from that space, automatically your anger starts dissolving, starts disappearing. You don't need to suppress it. You don't, you don't need to control it. So this is a very um, in-depth uh, you know, understanding of dharma which I wanted to share based on my experience and I think this definition is a very succinct definition because it really gives us a yardstick to understand whether we are in the space of dharma or not. So when you start living dharma, when you start practicing dharma, it may be possible that you are not always in that space. That there are times when you don't feel like forgiving somebody. There are times when you feel angry. There are times, uh, you know, where you are not in the space of mastery over your mind. But this at least gives us a yardstick to know that we are missing something. That we are missing something in being dharma or being a dharmic person or being dharmic in a certain situation. So if you see in this verse, it does not say anything about the type of action you are supposed to take. Which is why I started the video by saying that um, the context of action is very very important in Hinduism. So when you are loving all these qualities, when you are aligned with these qualities, then the action you take is an, a dharmic action. So if you have questions, please do ask. And thank you for watching.